New apps everyone is talking about now promise something amazing. You can have your fun now and you can pay for it later with, get this, zero interest. Does that sound too good to be true? We'll ask our friend Lindsay Goldworth, the author of Bow Down and editor-in-chief for the Zeta app on today's August 14th, Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast, coming to you live from Stowe, Vermont. We're making episodes of the Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Saul Cihai. And I'm Lindsay, coming to you from Queens, New York. Where you're working busy on, you're working on like 500 things at one time. Yeah, I'm trying to pare back, to be honest. <laughs> this, is yeah. the, this is the podcast where Lindsay and I are going to cover a recent story ripped from the financial press. Today's is from, where is it from? From Yahoo Finance. Uh, not only do we read them like some podcasts, but we dive into how they affect your wallet and what you can do to invest, save, and pay down debt more effectively. And if that's not enough, we'll also share a big idea at the end of today's show you can take with you to be better with money the rest of your day and all in usually less than 20 minutes. Uh, I grew up in farmland. And that's why uh, today's sponsor is Acre Trader, investing in farmland simplified. By the way, it's not 100% simple. So you want to go to the site, watch the explainer video and see if it works for you. But when you compare farmland to commercial real estate, residential real estate, investing in gold, even the S&P 500, I think you'll see something interesting there. Head to acretrader.com forward slash MWF. Watch the explainer video. We'll even talk about it a little more later in the show. Lindsay Goldberg, back for more today. We didn't scare her away yesterday. So glad that you hung out with us. My pleasure. Thanks for, as always, for having me. Well, we're going to talk about about shopping. And I know when I sent you this piece, you were excited to talk about this. So let's just get into it. Let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show. This is John. This is David of the Queer Money Podcast. P.E. ratios, stock purchase plans, Federal Reserve meetings. We must be getting ready for another episode of Money with Friends. All right. This uh, piece comes to us from Yahoo Money. It's uh, written by uh, Arthi uh, Swaminathan, I think. I'm so sorry, Arthi. Uh, by now, pay later options are surging, Arthi says, and Afterpay is riding the wave. The Australian fintech company, which offers buy now pay later options for consumers, announced stunning huge results, noting that the underlying global sales for the fiscal year 2019 this is amazing. It increased by 140% to $5.2 billion. The company, which entered the U.S. market just 15 months ago, stated that it had 4.6 million active customers, up 130% from the previous year, and was currently onboarding over 12,500 new customers per day. Quote, we're extremely pleased with the fiscal year 19 results in which the company improved across every key metric, customers, retailers, GMV, income net transaction margin and losses, Afterpay co-founder and U.S. CEO Nick Molnar told Yahoo Finance. The results are a testament to the success of our business model and our laser focus on our customers. Uh, Lindsay, you want to pick it up from there? Maybe we'll just read down to that graph. Sure. Growth in America, as well as the UK, is exceeding expectations, the annual report said, and major new merchants continue to come aboard. The company had over 6,500 merchants onboarded or being onboarded into their system, giving them access to over 2.1 million U.S. customers. 
Um, I want to also scroll down a little bit because they were saying um, all the companies are so saying Afterpay customers are expected to see more retailers appear on the platform, including Ulta Beauty, MAC Cosmetics, Anastasia Beverly Hills, Untucket, BCBG, Dockers, Rebecca Taylor. So a lot of huge companies that are aimed at younger women and men are also joining the platform. So sorry to skip down. I just wanted to give people some brand names so that they can see how popular uh, this particular payment platform is. No, I think that's, I think that's great. They also say down below too, that the average transaction values around 150 bucks and the average outstanding balance is $218, far lower than what a credit card holder would carry at 3,260, which is very interesting to me because so we have this app that ostensibly lets me, as I have for people that are hanging out with us, people listening to the audio aren't, can't see this, but I, but I wrote, have fun now and pay later. Like what the hell could go wrong? Like that's, this seems like Lindsay, the thing that mom always warned us about, right? Do not buy stuff that you can't afford and mortgage your future later. And yet I look at the number of people doing this. What's, what's, what's going on here? Okay, so this is my case. So, so this this type of, of payment has been popular for a long time in Europe. So Klarna um, is a company, I believe it's a Swedish company, and that's how people have been paying for things over there for a long time. I think that what's it, so the way it works is, um, so say there's, I want to buy um, a $100 dress, and I pay with, um, I pay, and so it gets divided up into four payments. So that's those afterpay, there's quad pay, there's all these different companies. So I pay $25 for this $100 dress, and then I'll pay another payment of 25, another payment of 25, another payment of 25 later on. Um, there's no interest, I'm just paying it off. It's like fancy layaway, except you actually get the item first, as opposed to layaway when you didn't get the item until you paid for it. Uh, what's interesting about this is that you, when you charge something, you're also, it's a similar thing, you're just not paying it off installments when you charge something, but you're still getting something you can't afford, but you're paying interest on it. So if you use this sort of thing, there's, there's, there's pros and cons. If you use this sort of thing responsibly, then you can get what you want and pay for it You know, when you're able to pay for it without having to pay interest. So I think that, that can be a plus, and that's how a lot of younger people are using it. You can avoid credit and still pay for things um, when you have the money to pay for it. Uh, the bad part is, is that it can, it can trick your brain. You know, If you buy a $100, like $100 dress, you, and you just paying twenty five dollars up front. You think you're you think you're saving money because you're you're there's, there's not that much money um, at, at the counter. So you have to be a very disciplined person. You have to really you have to be a very you have to be very smart to so how much you're paying for something. And you have to think to yourself, I'm doing this because I don't want to pay interest on a credit card. Um, I'm doing this because I am going to because I. I I'm going to get my paycheck in a few weeks, and I'll have that extra money then. So you have to be pretty purposeful for for this to be um, a, a good thing to do. But I would imagine, though, much like a credit card, if they're not charging any interest, the only way that the company makes money, though, Lindsay, is if you default or maybe not default, but you're behind, because then my understanding is then the interest payments, man, they sock it to you with penalties. Yeah. So that's the thing. Just like everything else, they make their money on, you know, on, on late payments and all that stuff. So you have to be disciplined, you know, in that way, it's not different from a credit card because you will get socked with, um, with fees and all that. So, but that's the thing too, with a credit card, it's sort of the same thing. If you pay everything on time, then you, then everything, you know, then you don't get hit with all this extra interest too. So you have to be, you know, but the thing is it doesn't affect your, I don't know if it affects your credit rating unless you do, def, unless you, you do default, but for younger people who are very scared of credit card debt, who really want to do everything off their debit card, 
I don't know. I, I think you have to be very responsible. But younger people use this stuff all the time. It is there was a great piece in the Times in 2019 about how all these young people they shop on all these apps and they pay for everything with Klarna, everything with Afterpay and QuadPay. And I know that um, actually I know QuadPay is working hard on some of their content. I actually spoke with their content manager a while back, and they really want people. I mean, they want to say that they want people to be more responsible consumers too, because they they want young people to get what they want, but be, but not have to go into credit card debt. They're taking on credit is what they're doing. They want to, they, they want to take on visa. They want to say, people don't need you. Well, and that's the, that's the interesting thing to me is that I think that when we, when you see these, these uh, differences between the average credit card balance and the average balance people have on Afterpay, this huge difference, 200 and change dollars that people have as a balance, nothing. It seems like people are using this very responsibly. But yeah, with your debit card, you see that money leave in a way that your credit card, it could be kind of nebulous. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting as we as we're talking about this, uh, people are starting to chime in. We do this show live on Facebook and on YouTube. But YouTube, it's a bunny with friends YouTube channel, Facebook, uh, the Stacking Benjamins Facebook page. Join us there. A few times a week, we'll be making the show. Our friend Sarah, hanging out with us on YouTube, says it seems like if you're disciplined enough to use this responsibly, you probably don't need it. And I think if it builds your credit, I think okay, that's one thing. But 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 having a two hundred dollar balance and getting it today versus waiting two weeks. It is a, younger people. Honestly, um, I should share this article with you. They have a very different idea of spending, and they want they want more things, cheaper things, and they want them faster. That's that's true for fast fashion. That's true for a lot of that. So I think a lot of it is generational. That said, you can just pay with your debit card. You know, I could buy that hundred dollar dress, but but with my debit card and I won't pay anything, you know, I won't pay credit on it. I can just pay your paying cash for the most part. But I guess if you don't have that money now, is it to me, is, is it a smarter alternative to credit? I think that's what it is. It's not smart or not smart. Is it an alternative to credit? And I think that's what people are. That's what, what's changing the market. The, the, the opportunity for me here seems more to be if I already have the money and I can use somebody else's money to buy it and I can leave my money in a spot where if an emergency comes up, I still have it available. Um, that would be, but then I also look at, you know, yesterday on the show, you and I were talking about these big things versus little things that change your financial life. You know, the amount of interest that I'll save or, 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 or avoid or whatever it might be. The difference in, in the change of my life is minuscule using this versus just paying cash. It seems like maybe the, the mental energy I have, I, I would love to get into somebody's head who uses this to figure out where the Maybe, maybe yeah talk to your kids you know you know your kids and their friends i mean it's it's really a, a much younger people are i mean i i've never used it and i know a lot of people my my generation you know who don't use it either but you see it if you look for it now when you check out it's everywhere now that you notice it which is paypal you're going to see quad pay after pay klarna you're going to see it now everywhere you look so i to me, it's it's another way of paying. I, I do I think it's good. Do I think it's bad? I think you have to be very careful because it does trick you into thinking that you're only paying twenty five dollars for a hundred dollar item. There's a so there, pretty careful. Well, there's an, another company that's kind of a competitor that's uh, that's that's just emerging on the scene that I'm interested in learning more about. We've actually reached out to them for the Stacking Benjamin Show to put them on our Friday fintech segment. They're called Real R E E L, and it's the same thing, but it really, Lindsay is layaway 
where you you find the thing, you reserve the thing, they set up this separate bank account for you, right? You save into that bank account automatically using their app. So it automatically sets up this account. And then when you get to the amount of money, you get it then. And then you see yourself working toward it like it's this mountain pay. And that app, I totally get that. And as a you know, former financial planner, and I think about goal-based planning and somebody who's maybe 18 or 16 doing this goal-based planning stuff where they see the see the effect of going after something and then achieving it. I think that, I, I don't know, that, that app really speaks to me in a way that these don't. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's different. I think it depends what your mindset is. Some people want to put money toward like a, they want a new guitar and they want to, you know, and they, they, they just want to be able to pay it off right away. Sure. They, want to, they want to save for it. I mean, sure. if you were, I mean, it's a great thing for parents. Like, Hey, like you want this guitar. Let's like, let's put you on a payment plan. Let's get you this guitar for Christmas. This is how we're going to get you there. I think that's really cool. I just think there's also the, you know, just American consumerism is people want it fast and they want it now. So the question is, um, are you better off racking up credit card debt or are you better off doing this. I, I mean, I know it sounds very, it's whether it's smart or not smart, it's sort of here to stay. And what's interesting too, is a lot of the, the, um, the brands that are mentioned in this piece, they're, they're, they're not essential brand. It's, it's, you know, cosmetics, it's fashion, yeah, right. you know, it's not like your, 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 your water bill. And it's not like, it's not different. It's not the stuff that you really need. So it's just, it's a, it's a mindset. And I'd love to talk to some more behavioral economists about it, about ways to really make sure that you're not, that you're using it in, 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 in a way that's sensible for your budget and then a way that isn't going to, you know, that just using it smart impulse buying is never a smart thing. And this makes it very easy to impulse buy because yeah, you buy, I buy like, you know, if I bought 60 bucks worth of makeup, all of a sudden it's like, Oh, 15 bucks. Oh my God. Then suddenly another 15 bucks. It seems like nothing. <laughs> There's something amazing about it. There's something very, I get it as somebody who can, yeah. who is sensible, but also deranged. I see both things, you know, I, I, I see both sides of the coin. I do. No, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, my, uh, American express card. I remember they had a, they had a payment plan to get some of these cool things and they'd market me this cool stuff. And I remember and this is an old guy story. So everybody sit back with grandpa Joe, but I had this, uh, Smith Corona, um, uh, word processor, Lindsay, that had this big ass card in it that you put in and it would, it would do like a hundred or 200 words at a time before I had to hit enter. And then I could correct those 200 words. It was amazing. I don't know if you knew that technology could do that for you. And then it stored it on this absolutely monster card. Uh, uh, but, but only 200 words. If you went over to, when you went to 200 words, you had to stop and make sure that was all right. And then it would type it all out for you. But, but, but I remember that thing, but it also had, that had interest payments with it. So as somebody who's been 19 years old and wanted that for school, right. And I can get it now, but I don't have any interest to get it. I mean, yeah, great. But, but, but the, the, uh, you know, the cosmetics counters we were talking about yesterday yeah. from a and fashion, fast fashion, you know, it's just, I think the question is, you know, this is, this is something to, I mean, I'm, I'm young and vibrant of course, but I think it's a question to really talk to the people who use this stuff. And I, and I think that that's, yeah. I think to get like a younger person on the show, like someone who's like 25 to talk about why they use it, why they think it's better you know, to live off your debit card versus living off a credit card. That, there's something very, that, that's a big shift. And I think it's important to take a look at it and not to just dismiss it as just like, yeah. 
as dumb. It's, when something is this big, there has to be something to it beyond just like evil preying on, on people. I think that they're, yeah, I think, you know, the, the balance is going to speak to themselves. Is it a bad thing? I don't know. It has to be because a year ago was the first time that we, I think, reported on these types of plans. Um, and in, and that time I completely thought it was dumb. And then the reason I wanted to bring this one to the table today is these are eye popping numbers. Clearly there's a lot of people that this is feeding into something about us, which I find really interesting. I don't know if you or I, you or I are going to know the answer to this, but Annette hanging out with us says, is this safe? If my credit card's stolen, I'm protected. So if somebody gets into your account with Afterpay and they buy something that's yours, do, do you know the answer? I don't know the answer to that. There's got to be some sort of protection, I would think. I that it's, it's just using your debit card, but you're connecting it to your debit card. So if it's like charging something to your debit card, but with a different payment system. So I assume if someone steals your I think it's the same amount of safety as anything else is like, you know, PayPal, same thing, you know, you're paying with PayPal. So it's, it's what level of protection that the system has. So it's, it'd be like worrying about your PayPal, kind of worrying about your Venmo account. It'd be very similar, I believe. Yeah. Uh, thanks for that, Annette. It's, it's really interesting. I mean, those are great questions to ask whenever you're using any, yeah. any credit. And I would love to see this. I would, I would love to see this. You, I think, have written before about how flawed uh, 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 credit reports are. It seems to me that you've written about that before. Have you written that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, about how they, I was going to say it's been a while, but I think, but I think you had a piece about that. And I think, I think that, um, that, that just looking at the way that young people use money and, and, and I think that, uh, that, that having this help your credit would be would be very interesting if it doesn't apply to your credit at all i think that's a big mistake for credit companies sure they're you know visa is fighting back they're in big trouble you know there's a you know that one of the charts on that article was showing all the massive credit card debt that people from 30 to 39 had and people you know the younger generation they, they, they do have less debt i think that's really important you know to, to take a look at and to take seriously at the same time establishing credit is important so i think that being being a young American is is not easy. You have to you know to pay for the things you want. You know it's 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 not easy, and and everybody it's it's just it's it's not easy keeping up. And I, I have a lot of empathy for people. I don't I, I never say that's stupid or you know we're like that's a bad, I don't know I just don't do that. I, I think it's very hard to keep up, and you have to prioritize what's important to you. But uh, yeah, I, I I think it's pretty I think it's pretty fascinating. Do I think I would use it? That's what's interesting thing. I don't think I would use it, but at the same time, I'm really trying to stop using my credit cards at the moment. I'm really trying to just like make this year like my year of just a financial kind of awesomeness. Yeah. Um, so I'm just gonna pay with my debit card for things. Like I'm that's more where I'm at is getting off credit. And if I can't pay for it with my debit card, I'm just not gonna buy it. Well, so that, I'm kind of like halfway there. <laughs> well, but that's what's scary to me, Lindsay, is that um, because because uh, I I hear you loud and clear. Back in the day, though, I would use the crap out of this, and and I would have not yeah. used and I would have not used it responsibly. I would have been. Well, but eventually, if you run out of money, debit card. There's nothing. Yeah. But I don't know if you can if, if you can get like if you could buy on margin. I don't know if that's a thing <laughs> where you can. T- I don't know if that's going to be a thing. Maybe it will be a thing. I don't know. It's it's a really important space to watch. And I think that I, I just I, I'm glad that we're talking about it seriously, not just dismissing it as just a bad financial decision because it is huge. The, the youth is using it, and I have you have to pay attention to what they're doing. I think that they're that a lot of things that Gen Z is doing are really smart. My niece is Gen Z. I, I listen to her, everything she says. She's the future. She's really smart. She's very skeptical. 
Well, just the numbers, the balance yeah. numbers alone and the lack of credit card debt alone, it means there's, there, there's, there's something here to explore. Guys, yeah. you can't dismiss it. Got to take a look at it and make decisions for yourself. Hey, in just a second, Lindsay and I are going to have our takeaway, but first something that Lindsay and I are both very passionate about because, you know, we're both country people. Lindsay is a farmer at heart. I, t I told Lindsay at a time I was going to pick on her with my sponsor today. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm just a, I'm just a city girl <laughs> with a country heart. She just thinks about, Oh, if I could be out in the cornfield, my life oh. would be so much better. Yes, the Jewish girl in the cornfield. That's right. Yeah. I, uh, I uh, did grow up in West Michigan, which was all farm country and worked for farmers. And so this really speaks to me, this idea of buying farmland. Now, what I didn't like when I first heard about Acre Trader was I'm like, there's no way somebody who knows nothing about farming should get into an investment about farming. This investment though really is not about farming. It's about being a landlord to farmers. And if you think about that, now you have to know nothing about farming. You just have to know that number one, you own a piece of a field. There's less fields all the time than there were the year before because of the fact that farming is so boring in this case, in a good way, farmland tends to have smaller historically has smaller downturns and also by the way fewer big pops it just kind of trudges along at an interest rate that's attractive now there's bad news here which is when you buy a, a piece of a field through acre trader or any other way you can't just sell it off to go refinish your bathroom you can't sell off a couple rows of your crop to do that you actually then are locked in until they sell the field. And that's why this is only for accredited investors. That's a Google search. See if you're a accredited investor, watch the video, see if you get it, do your due diligence. And then if you're like me, maybe it's a good investment for you. But to do that, head to acretrader.com forward slash MWF. That's acretrader.com forward slash MWF. By the way, those guys, the uh, people that run AcreTrader, right in the America's breadbasket in uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas, which is where my daughter went to school. So I have an affinity for them, for them too. I love, have you been to, to uh, the Fayetteville, Bentonville area? I'm not. Oh, Northwest Arkansas is so amazing with the Ozark mountains and just, oh my, it's funny. Every time I tell people that they're like, yeah, Joe, I'll believe you. I, I will definitely I'll go there. You. They're like, I will definitely go there. And I'm, and I'm shaking my head. No, like everything about their countenance says, yeah, I'm never, I'm never going there. And, I'll go anywhere. And take then, me out. Now after being trapped in my house, since March, <laughs> I'll go anywhere. Take me anywhere. Take me no matter where take I will go. Anywhere. Take me <laughs> to Newark, New Jersey. Take me to any place. Yeah. Well, Crystal Bridges Museum, which is a fantastic American art museum. is just, the architecture is amazing. But anyway, we're not. I heard of Crystal Bridges. It's supposed to be gorgeous. It is incredible. Uh, back to this, though, Lindsay, what's our takeaway here today? So I think our takeaway is that, it, it, you know, the takeaway is that this is a really important thing to look at. This is how younger people are paying for things. This is how, you know, people are looking at paying with their debit cards versus paying with their credit. And I think that's really interesting. But at the same time, you're, you're getting something for a quarter of the price, but you still have to pay it off. So I think if you do look at it, just, you just have to be really. Oh, and I think I lost her. I, I, I just lost Lindsay.
but I think we, I think we get where she's going. Uh, we're going to have Lindsay come back. This is what I love guys about doing the show live. Uh, while we're waiting to get Lindsay back, let me, let me do my takeaway, which I think is going to be on, on similar terms. Cause I totally agree that, that, when you first hear about some of these things, you think that they're bad, but then you look at these numbers, the balances are lower. The amount of money people borrow is, is lower. Maybe as humans, to some degree, we're going to borrow money, right? But if we can do it in a smaller, responsible way, and we do it where we're not paying all that interest, sure, maybe it's not the perfect thing, but maybe this is a move in the right direction for people. It's very interesting when you hear about a concept that at first is seems uh, not right to you, seems like something that uh, that isn't something that you experience. We tend to dismiss those things. Don't just dismiss it. Decide uh, by digging in more on whether it's right for you or not. And that, I think, is the way that you will you will find yourself uh, coming out ahead. Open yourself up and see. Uh, I love how she was talking about her niece being Gen Z and listening to what she said. Well, normally here we'd ask Lindsay about her, but we're just going to finish out the show. You can find Lindsay's book, Bow Down, which is a fantastic book, uh, wherever books are sold. You'll find her her at Zeta, where she's the editor-in-chief. That's a fantastic app for budgeting for couples. And then you'll also find uh, Lindsay's podcast, Spent, wherever that you're listening to us now. She's Lindsay. I'm Joe. We'll see you back here next time at Money with Friends. Bye-bye. This show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends LLC, copyright 2020. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at moneyfriendspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam, nailed it.